Welcome to Reliance's Sunday Sermon. Worship with us at 8, 9.30, or 11 o'clock a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. He wants to reach all of his people, and he will, and he does. He's giving them dreams and visions of what he's going to be doing in that community through the hands and feet of Cindy's Hope and that team. And so just to envision, again, that plot of land that's just grass and and palm trees is going to be a school where they're going to send their children and they're going to have fresh water and they're going to have Bible studies. And that, that village right there is being impacted by the Lord and he's giving them dreams. And I'm sure she's not the only one that he was giving those visions and dreams to. So um, just a testimony to his, his power, his goodness, his faithfulness to reach every single person. And so thank you um, that you allowed me to be one of the sent ones. Yeah. I guess I'll sit down like everybody else. Okay, uh, so for me, one of the things that I think God was just speaking to me about, um, I think Dana touched on it a little bit, just just praying to see where God really wanted you to go. Um, Everywhere you went was poor people, um, mud houses, mud floors, thinking whatever 11 days outreach we did, I only went to one house, had electricity. Nobody had running water or anything like that. So, um, yeah, just listening to God and say, hey, where do you want us to go for outreach? Who needs food or who needs a Bible? And so I think one of my takeaways from the trip is like, okay, God, um, I know that this is what you've set me out to do. And I'm just going to walk down this path until you say turn left or turn right or stop or go here. So, um just start walking until I have an answer to where to stop. And um, so, yeah, there was several, several times we were doing community outreach, and we had walked quite a ways. And um, one time, um, just we had walked a long distance, and we had came to, like, a crossroads where you could either go straight or you could turn and go right or you could turn and go left. So there's kind of a Y on the road. And our team would kind of stop there. Well, if you walked back straight, that's the way that we had already came. But our translator kept saying, oh, we need to go back up this way, and that's where the school is. It's like, man, we've probably walked like three or four miles out here on top of all the other stuff we've already did throughout the day. And um, so we stopped there and prayed, and I really felt God was like, hey, you guys need to turn and go right. And then uh, I think Julie was with us and she said hey I see a house with a blue door and blue windows like well that's kind of odd because that's not a whole lot of that out here most of the houses are made of uh, mud so there's not a lot of blue doors blue windows and so we told our trans our translator and he just like turned around and started walking straight I'm like well that's not the, the way that I thought we should go but well he knows where we're at so I'm just gonna follow this guy and so we started walking, and I turned around and looked back up the direction, and there's a house sitting there with a blue door and blue windows that we weren't able to see from where we were standing at. So I told the translator, hey, we need to turn around and go back. And so we went back there, and we'd walked around the back of their house, and there's a lady laying on the ground up against their house. And um, we just kind of sat, sat down on the little bench, and talked and um it's like god what do you want us to do and he's like look down and the lady's like laying on a mat on the ground outside of her house up against the wall 
And he's like, tell her to get pick up her mat and walk. And so, um, yeah, I just prayed that over. You know, God was like, I prayed that the people's faith around her would make her well. So yeah, I just spoke that over and prayed for that over. And, you know, by the time we had got done, she said her leg was feeling better and she felt like she could get up. And um, I got, I got home, we get back to the hotel that night and I called my wife and um, told her what happened and she started crying. I'm like, what's happened? Because, I mean, it's not the first time she had cried. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> and especially probably not at my expense either. So, and so, uh, so she said that that morning she felt like God told her that people are going to pick up her mat and walk. And and she she said they were at a woman's prayer breakfast here at the church this morning, and that's one thing that the women were praying over that people they just felt like people were going to pick up their mats and walk. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that because even though just because we're on the front lines doing something, God was still working in the church, and people are praying for us too. And so, yeah, just because we're somewhere, God's still speaking to you and impacting stuff that we're doing. Um, So then, um, yeah, I'll share another story. The same place where Dana was talking about where they had walked the land. And, I mean, she said that it was a hill, but it wasn't like a small hill. It was like a a mini mountain. And, like, I ain't built for climbing mountains. (laughs) And so... um, yeah, after that, we had all kind of expected that we were just going to leave, and we went out and did community outreach, and I think me and Addie went out together, and it's like, okay, God, where, where do you want us to go? Like, I hope you call us somewhere close, and um, I, th- I think, I mean, that's just being honest, <laughs> and so... Um, yeah, we we started walking, and I didn't feel that good that day either, and so we started walking, and God wasn't saying anything, so we just kept going, and I think we walked pretty much to the very end of the community that we could go, and there's a house that I kind of noticed as we were coming up, but I never said anything, and so our translator stopped at the house next door, and we walked back, and there's a group of people praying, and so we prayed over them, and then a lady showed up. And she's like, hey, can you guys pray for my baby? I got a six-month-old baby at home that is sick, and I don't know what's wrong with her. And so we was like, where do you live? And she's like, well, I live next door. I'm like, all right, let's go next door. And so we went next door, and her and her husband, and they brought the baby back, and she, she just, like, handed the baby to Addie. And so we got to pray over the baby, and, um, yeah, it was just a powerful time. And just spoke life into the baby and spoke healing over the baby. And, um yeah, as we're heading back, like, the people were calling, like, hey, where are you guys at? Like, we're already loaded on the bus waiting for you guys. And it's like, hey, God didn't tell us to stop, so we just kept going. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I think that's just one thing that I came back with. And, um, yeah, there's fruit that's being birthed. And, um, yeah, there's stuff to come that we're going to share about in the future because of that. And so, yeah, God's still working. Amen, brother. Let's give them a hand. Thank you, man. So we share those testimonies and those reports because you need to hear that these aren't like men and women who are going, hey, I'm full-time ministry. These are men and women just like us all sitting out here today going, Lord, can you use me? Can you use my gifts? Can you use the things that you've given to me? 
And I'm telling you, yes, he can. It doesn't matter how gifted or ungifted you think you are. He just simply needs your yes. Amen, church? He just simply needs your yes. I love Ryan's honesty right there. He literally goes, Lord, we will go wherever you want us to go. Just hopefully it's not so far, right? I'm like, I've prayed that. Have you prayed that prayer? I'll do anything you want, Lord. Just don't make it like whatever. And so I'm just saying, like, he just wants your yes and your obedience. One of the guys shared earlier, he said, find out where God is working and adjust your life to that place. And I just think how important that is. And it's really just a build off real quickly. I just wanna talk for five minutes and we're gonna open the mic for a minute. I wanted today to be all around about just testimonies of what God is doing. We have seen God moving, not just over in Africa, we've seen him moving here. And the Lord just kind of put on this Memorial Day weekend when we're remembering those who've come before us, you'll see it over and over in scripture. The Lord will say, remember the things that I have done. Remember the mighty works that I've done. You'll see it over and over and over. When God wanted to show up and reveal his story, he didn't send books that were bound, and all these books were bound in outlines and lectures. He sent stories to us. Adam and Eve that really lived on planet Earth. Adam and Eve have a story where they lived in the Garden of Eden, and God provided everything for them. And then they went their own way, and they sinned against the Lord. And then from that point on, you'll read story after story after story of God's faithfulness in our unfaithfulness, amen? And what you'll see over and over and over is that God is constantly moving in our life and he's doing something in our life. We call those a testimony. And the definition of a testimony is defined as evidence, firsthand authentication of a fact. So it's evidence that he's real. That's what a testimony is. A testimony is also defined as an open acknowledgement. We are openly acknowledging that God is still on the move. Amen, church? Testimonies are powerful. People want to know who Jesus is. And sometimes what we do is we work through all of scripture with them. And they're like, that's great. Tell me who he is in the real right now. We have a testimony where he's really, really working in our life. Over the last few, few weeks, few months, I have heard story after story after story where Jesus has come in and given somebody new life. Jesus has healed somebody's life. We've heard stories of marriages that have been restored because of the Lord. Doors opening up into jobs. Faith that's growing. Families that have changed because of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Listen to what the psalmist says in Psalm 145, 4. Generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Now here's the key. This jumped out at me this week. Each one, meaning each generation, tells stories of your mighty acts. I think it's time for our generation to start telling stories of God's mighty acts in our life. I think it's time for the church to come in and say yes and amen. Like, we want to know your word, God. This sets you free. This is alive. Amen? The word of Jesus Christ sets you free. But I think it's time where we say, the word is alive. Let me tell you the testimony of what he's done in my life. I think it's time for our generation to tell stories of God's mighty acts testimonies, I believe, create a culture among us. The moment you start telling testimonies, what you'll see is faith in the room grows. You'll start telling a testimony, and the whole culture in the room shifts. Somebody starts talking about how God saved their marriage, and somebody else out there goes, my marriage is broken. He can save mine. Somebody starts talking about how they needed a healing in their life and God healed them. Somebody out there that's going, I need a healing in my life. It raises your faith to say, I believe he can do it in my life. 
This is why we share testimonies. It increases room, uh, faith in the room. It has power. A testimony carries with it power, and it's a command from the Lord. Jesus is going to do a healing in Luke chapter 8. In Luke chapter 8, verse 26, he's going to cast demons out of a guy who's demon-possessed. And he's going to cast the demons into a whole bunch of pigs, if you know the story, and they go over the cliff. And it's going to shake the whole region that this happens in. And so Jesus does this miracle, and the man who was demon-possessed, he was crazy out of his mind. The man in verse 38 comes up to Jesus, and it says, he had begged the Lord that he might be able to go with him. And Jesus, turning to the man, says, return to your home and declare. Somebody say declare in the house. And declare how much God has done for you. And it says he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. This is a command in our life. And let me just break it down to you simply what this means. A testimony is that you've encountered him and you know him. Jesus is going to do another healing. In John chapter 9 verse 24, he's going to heal a guy with blind eyes. And it's going to shake the religious elite up. The religious leaders are so furious because they don't like Jesus. So they're trying to figure out how this guy was healed to the place where they're asking him, are you sure you were blind? He's like, you're an idiot, right? They're asking, are you sure he's blind? They go find this man's mom. Are you sure that he was blind? The mom goes, I'm sure that he was blind. Ask him. Right? So you're going to read through this story, and then all of a sudden, this is what we're going to come to. They're trying to trap this young man because they don't like Jesus. So they called the young man back one more time. The blind man comes, and they said, give God the praise. We know that this man, Jesus, is a sinner. They wanted to pigeonhole Jesus. Somehow he was a sinner. And this is what the young man says. Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I see. That's a testimony. There was a moment that I was blind, but I'm not blind any longer. I don't know all this other stuff, but I know this. Jesus Christ touched my life. All I know is I was running a direction that was far from him, and he changed me, and now I'm running a direction and I have hope in my life. All I know is I was broken, but today I feel healed in him. That's a testimony that will change your life. And so I'm going to invite, the praise team's going to come up. And as they come up, I want to challenge you this morning. These mics are going to be on. And as we get ready, I know it's going to feel like an awkward silence maybe for a moment. And that's okay. As the band's playing back there, if God is stirring something for you to share today, I want you to testify. Now let me just put some parameters. We don't need a sermon. We don't have time. Amen. We just, I just want you to come up 30 seconds, one minute, just here's what God has done. Here's how God has moved. You can make a line, doesn't matter how you come up, but I want you to share this is what God has done, and I want to testify to it. Church, I want faith to increase in this room today. I want somebody out there who feels hopeless to hear somebody who found hope when they were hopeless. I want somebody out there today who feels broken to find healing in their life because they hear somebody else up here today who felt like they were broken and they found healing. Amen? So I want to pray over us if I can. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you would take the next 10 minutes. And I pray, Lord, that this room would be filled with testimonies of who you are and what you can do. 
I pray that in this moment, Jesus, that we can be a church who's excited and confident and bold in the Holy Spirit to say, my God is on the move and he's never stopped moving. So today, God, we give you glory and praise as we fill this room with the testimony of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. The mic is open. Does they want to come share? Anybody want to come share? I see a couple coming up here. Come on up. Hello. Um, sorry my voice is not feeling that well right now, but uh, I'm going to try. So summer starts, and I start realizing that I have way too much free time. <clears throat> sorry. Um, during school, I have a schedule. It's set. I know what to do. But during summer, I have open free time, and it stresses me out. I was sitting in my uh, closet, weird, uh, playing video games, and I was like, I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm not gaining anything from the Lord. I'm not gaining anything in my life. And I look over to, to my left, and I see on my bedside is, is my Bible. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to go read my Bible because that's when I gain something. I gain something from the Lord. And so I got to read. Uh, here, let me get it real quick. I had it marked. It was uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 31. Whatever, therefore, you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Amen. And uh, I'd always believed in that, but uh, I never saw a verse like that that's, that tells you that whatever you do, do for the glory of God. And I'm like, that's so good. And just like I am blind and now I see, I was empty, but now I have the glory of God inside of me. Come on. Amen. 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 So I grew up in the church. I came to Sunday school every Sunday, and I, I believed in God, right? I didn't want to go to hell. I was like a six-year-old, and I'm like, that sounds scary. And it, so I lived my entire, like, childhood all the way up to, like, 10 or 11, and just with my toes in the water. And um, I started to press in, and I was like, I don't want to just sit here and not go to hell. I want to press in, I want to serve the Lord, I want to be obedient, I want to have a childlike faith. Because I know as a kid, my like biological father here on earth, he'd throw me in the air and he'd catch me. I didn't like have a doubt in my mind that he was not going to catch me, that he was going to put his hands behind his back and let me fall. I knew he was going to catch me and I want to live in an obedient life, to have that childlike faith with the Lord and know that even when it's scary or I'm falling, I know he's going to catch me, that he's going to take my hand and he's going to lead me on a path. He's going to be the lamp to my feet. I'm not going to see 100 feet in front of me. I'm going to see the next few steps, but I have to have that faith to be able and put my trust in the Lord to see where he's taking me. And I'd like to say now I'm like shoulder deep in the water, but I want to be full head under the water in it for the Lord, obedient and trusting in him. And uh, I know he's still working in me. I'm still really young, but I want to serve the Lord because um, that's what he's called me to, to be in service. And he's burdened my heart for my generation because I live in a world where my generation is broken and they are living in the world and believing in what social media and what the world has to offer but the only one who can tell you your identity is the Lord and I know that he's moving in such great ways I'm not good at speaking but I can't go without giving God praise 
40 years ago, I knew nothing about the Lord. I thank God for people like Paige. But he restored our marriage just like that. And he continues. He freed me up after that. I mean, I came from our, my gener- or my family was so lost. But he's given me the scripture in Isaiah 61, 4, that says they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. And we have made a start, and we're continuing. Our family's going to come in totally. We are walking in his love. He is so good to us. He has freed me up from anxiety, from depression, so much depression that was given to me. I mean, I came by that honestly my mother but he broke all of that and, and I am walking in freedom today he continues he continues to free me up he's told me to do what he tells me to do so when something pops in my head I don't know if it's the Lord or not but I will be obedient to him yeah I don't like to do this either but um I just want to say I became a Christian um, seven years ago, and just like her, uh, me and my family, we were lost. And since I became a Christian, uh, my prayer has been that my, my, my parents, my, my brother will have an encounter like I did. Yes. Um, and four months ago, my brother started coming to church, and that's like a big thing. Um, and three weeks later, my mom came to church. Like two weeks ago, my dad went, or like three, four weeks ago, I don't know, my dad came to church. And that's like a big thing. Um, all of a sudden, my mom started having panic attacks and mental illness and all of that. But um, one of the songs says, I don't, um, I don't need to, if I trust you, I don't need to understand. And I trust the Lord and I thank him for everything that he's doing in my family. I guess about a month ago, uh, Michelle, she's had, okay, it's two months. Uh, she's had a congenital heart defect, and they found out that one of her valves was leaking. And they told us we we're going to have to go to Cleveland for a specialist to do a surgery. And then they kept testing, and now there's four valves for them are leaking. So they're out of valves. <laughs> and luckily, we, we prayed, and we didn't really want to go to Cleveland because that's kind of far. Um, and, and there's know me, my kids are my world. <laughs> and there's a surgeon in Olathe at KU that he thought he could do it, but he didn't want to guarantee it. So we had to go do more testing. And we were looking at doing open heart surgery, which is very high risk. And through the testing, they found out they can do a low risk procedure, fix two of the valves, and the other two will probably fix themselves. And it's in Olathe, it's not in Cleveland. And my in-laws live there, so that, that therefore we have care for our kids the whole time. So. Stay up here. So this is the crew that we prayed for these last couple of weeks. This is Michelle and Travis. So I'm just saying God's good. Amen? Yes. So he answers prayer. We extend a hand out. Your, your surgery's when? June 16th. 
June 16th. So Father, we thank you for the testimony. They stand up here. They were watching from home last week, believing that these results, God, we didn't even know if this was even a possibility. And you came through as you always do, as you always do. And so I pray that today, God, through their faith and testimony being shared today, that the faith in this room rises. There is nothing our God cannot do. We pray come June 16th, two valves will be fixed, but all four will be healed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Jesus, this is just the beginning. And every time Michelle feels her heart beat, she will remember it's the heart that you have given to her. You will use this family, God, to do tremendous things for your family, or for your kingdom. And we thank you, God, that you are a healing God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Will you guys stand with us real quick? Leandre, take us in that song one more time. Let's just close out with that part of that song that we sang. I want to sing this song. You got something you want to share? Real quick, real quick, I got one more. Share that, Diane. Okay, I just want to say that I love the Lord, and the Word of God is alive and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. And I have been praying for a divine healing on my spine. I have scoliosis. I've lost four and a half inches. And I stand on the Word. Come on. And I am declaring to you today that God is my healer. And he has healed me from addiction. I had bulimia, anorexia years ago. He has healed me throughout my life. And I stand, even though I do not see with my eyes that I am raised up. But my husband did say, I'm three-fourths inches taller than I was. Come on! (laughs) But... What I am doing now is I am declaring to you that I am healed. Yes. And I will stand on it. And one of these days, I will get out of my bed and look in the mirror, and I will be a lot taller. Come on. And so I thank the Lord for his word. And I just declare to you, please get in the word of God. We get far away from that. The word is everything. If you don't know it, you're missing out. And so I declare that to you, and I pray that that is you what you will do. Thanks for tuning in today. To find out how to get more involved, go to reliancecommunity.org. Have a great week.